0: Hey guys, this is Dr. LaHue. Thank you for joining me for this video. Today we're talking about Enneagram Type Nine, also called the Peacemaker. And um, I hope that uh, this video will be beneficial to you and your relationships with people who are Type Nines, or if you yourself are a Type Nine. I hope you'll find this video encouraging, but also I think you'll find it challenging information as well. Um, So let's talk about uh, What's going on in the mind and in the heart, in the um, conscious mind, maybe the unconscious mind of type nine. Nines want to go with the flow. They want to uh, get along with people. They are often thought of as easygoing people that uh, are kind and peaceful. And they are kind of like the lumbering elephant in that there's a lot of power there but they may have a hard time getting initiated into action. So they sometimes might be thought of as kind of lumbering. Lumbering through life. Lumbering from one person to the next or from one project to the next. Maybe not like gazelle intensity, like running at something. Not like the lion who has that goal in mind that's driving them. The nine tends to be okay with whoever they're talking to at the time and not feeling a need to network and move among people. Um, they tend to be happy with whatever project they're on, and will focus their attention on the pro- even if it's not the project that needs to be done. And see, there's kind of the problem, is they'll, they're content working on the project that's in front of them, the, talking to the person that's in front of them, focusing on whatever is in front of them. Um, when maybe there are more important or higher priority items that need to be taken care of. They tend to focus on the bright side of life, on the positive side of life. And the reason, of course, is because if I focus on the negatives, negatives will force me into action. And their whole personality is built on how can I be unmoved by others and not move others. So they want to be... um, not infringed upon. And so if I focus on the positive things of life, and I focus on the peaceful side of life, then I'm not compelled to action. I'm not forced into changing things. Changing things is not comfortable for nines. Nines like to keep things the same. Predictable. Stable. Peaceful. Uh, Change brings conflict. Conflict is to be avoided. They don't want to be infringed upon, and they also don't want to infringe on others. So they're willing to go along with others uh, to keep the peace. And none of this is necessarily conscious. They just think that's what you should do. You should do whatever it takes to avoid conflict. Don't make a big deal out of yourself. Don't enforce your will on others. And um, then you can have peace with others. And so they might get frustrated because other people... You know, will choose sometimes a a more bold or direct path, and they think to them, why would you choose? Why would you choose to act like that? Why would you bring conflict into your life? You're doing everything in the hardest way possible. Why don't you just, you know, um, let go of some of that frustration and quit frustrating others? So there's where nines can sometimes get upset. Is is why are people choosing to be so dominant and forceful and belligerent when they could choose a much more peaceful path? Nines have a a strong calming influence on others. They tend to think of nines like quicksand. And I don't mean that to, to make fun of you guys that are nines. But, you know, whatever steps into the quicksand is going to be slowed down. And and reality is is there some of us that need to be slowed down that need to, you know, uh, think before we act a little bit more and and need to, you know, pause and become more reflective. And so whenever you're with a nine, you know their tendency to on you is to kind of slow you down and to sort of like, you know, um, make you uh, more at peace. And so they have a calming influence on others, a mellowing influence. Mellow is a good word for nines, mellow. Uh, where like with the fours, a good word is um, melancholy, um, that kind of like um, acceptance of sadness or of, you know, painful things. Um, I think mellow is a good word for nines, um, kind of a, a calming presence Uh nines really can see everybody's point of view they live at the top of the of the enneagram and from that position they look down on all the other numbers and they really can you know sympathize maybe even empathize with each other person's point of view if you are going through a study on the enneagram and you can't decide what number you are you just you you go back and forth, like, and you can kind of see yourself as every one of the the numbers or types on the Enneagram, there's a chance that you are a nine, because that's inherently what it means to be a nine, is that you can understand and appreciate and put yourself in every person's shoes and see the perspective of, of all the other types. Um, and that's why it can be hard maybe to to voice your own or be in touch with your own point of view because you so readily see everyone else's point of view. And that's what makes nine such good mediators is they under, when you have two people that are at opposite ends of a position and see things from, from a totally different point of view, the nine really can arbitrate between both of those because they see both points of view. Uh, and they are working for peace they're working to negotiate and mediate that conflict because conflict is what is so unacceptable to nines because conflict forces you out of your your comfort and comfort is very important to nines comfortable places comfortable people comfortable surroundings um, and conflict can upset that comfort. And that's really what upsets nines, is when people are upsetting their comfort. Um, so they're good mediators, and their superpower is you know to be a supportive, steadfast person in your life, uh, making people around them feel honored, making other people around them feel included. Uh, nines usually are uncomfortable facing conflict in life. And to the point that the danger is, is they can accommodate themselves and accommodate their own views so much to other people's views that this is kind of how they lose themselves. They, they merge with other people, dominant people. Um, nines, you know, can take the view and the opinion of whoever they spoke with last and so you know one person comes in with a very strong point of view let's say for example that we need to move the file cabinets to the yellow room and they'll voice their opinion and voice all of the reasons and by the time they're done talking the nine says you know i think you're right i think you we need to move the filing cabinets to the yellow room and you know person a walks away and person b comes in and voices their opinion that we need to move the filing cabinets to the green room and they voice all of the reasons and voice all of the uh, um, Purpose for that and by the time they're done the nine will find themselves saying, you know I think you're right. We need to move the filing cabinets to the green room and they're not trying to play both sides, you know. They're not trying to jockey people, play both sides, make everybody like them, uh, so that they can get ahead. They really can see both points of view, and they want to merge with the people that are speaking to them. They want to be at peace and keep the relationships peaceful, and they can understand both positions. Um. And, um, sometimes in that, you know, find themselves in the middle of conflict or conflict that they're creating because they won't voice their own, uh, agenda, maybe strong enough or voice their own opinions strong enough. Um, nines, um, feel like being a separate self, you know, being true to themselves. First of all, knowing themselves can be a challenge to nines because, in agreeing with people and in getting along with people they some they have to kind of like push down and suppress their own views and their own ideas and their own opinions to the point that they may not really be able to get in touch with those opinions and views and really just be like well whatever you want's fine whatever you decide's fine wherever you want to eat's fine whatever you you know and so they they push down and suppress their own opinions and their own views and their own personality so much that they may have a really hard time being a separate self. Being a separate self and believing and standing up for their own values and opinions, to some nines, could seem like an aggressive act. To just have an opinion of their own. To just stand on their own two feet. To just say, no, you will not talk to me like that. Or, no, you cannot use this room. It is someone else's turn to use this room. I'm sorry. To... to Voice opinions and to say no and to stand up for themselves seems like to a nine to be an, aggra- an act of aggression, when really you're just holding a boundary. You're not, you're not pressing in on someone else. Just holding their own boundary sometimes can, can seem like an act of ag- aggression. So um, they may just forget about that and follow other people's opinions or other people's dreams they can literally lose themselves in relationships with others Um, going along to the point that it becomes unhealthy Um, they can empathize so well and put themselves in other people's shoes to the point that they lose themselves and their own shoes they they kind of forget about themselves so much that they they lose their own way Um, they can say yes to things that they really should say no to just to be agreeable and just to keep the peace and in fact they may look at you and and listen to what you're saying and say yes but really have no intention of ever following through on any changes or on acting on that decision so they may give and that can frustrate people because you know um, we might take that as though you're being And really that's what it is. It's it's remember the 9 is in the anger triad. The 8, the 9 and the 1. And the 8, you know, that looks very vis- visible. You can see it. The anger coming back at you. The 1, it looks like frustration. They they're going around behind you and cleaning up behind you and fixing the things that you left a mess and organizing your mess. But for the 9s, the anger looks more like stubbornness. Okay, It looks more like they're saying yes to what you're saying and agreeing with you, but then will they actually follow through is yet to be seen. Now, they may give you some kind of lame excuses why they didn't follow through. Well, I forgot, or well, the traffic was really bad, so I couldn't stop and do X, Y, and Z. I'll I'll take care of it. I'll get those papers in. Well, I tried to, but the lady at the counter wasn't there. And so there's this... There's this um, stubbornness of wanting to not move, wanting to not have to be infringed on, wanting to not have to give up their comforts or change. And so their anger can look like stubbornness. Um, They can kind of do a disappearing act in life. Um, They can fall so far into the background that they almost become invisible. Because they don't want to be a problem to others. Because they don't want others to be a problem to them. Okay, see how that works? They don't want to be a problem to you because they don't want you to be a problem to them. They want you, like an eight, they want you to stay on your side and your lane. And they'll stay on their side and their lane. But rather than enforce that boundary like an eight will, like don't come onto my property they'll welcome you onto the property and smile and talk to you. And and yes, I will take care of that gutter. I'll fix that gutter. You've got it. And then the person leaves, they don't fix the gutter. So they want to not be infringed on. So they don't infringe on you and they can kind of do a disappearing act that, you know, they'll say things like, Oh, don't worry about buying a birthday present for me. I know you love me. Um, let, let's eat at whatever restaurant you want to eat at. It doesn't matter to me. And in that, you hear that inherent, I don't matter. I'm not important. I shouldn't be the focus of your priorities. And don't, don't focus your attention on me. Whatever you wants fine. And so they're trying to not be a problem. And they really don't want you to be a problem to them. So they feel that their presence and their opinions and their involvement don't really matter, that it's of no real particular consequence. That may sound terrible to some of you guys, um, that your opinion doesn't matter. I mean, some of you guys, you eights, you ones, you threes, you know, um, that your opinion doesn't matter um, because some of us, you know, on the Enneagram, we, we think our opinion should rule the day. And it may sound terrible that, wow, how can anybody be like that? That they think their opinion doesn't matter. But for them, that's a comforting thought. Um, It allows them to minimize their hopes and their expectations in life so that they won't ever end up feeling frustrated with life or rejected by life or angry or disappointed. So it's kind of like they just suppress it all and suppress their will. And then I never have to be upset I never have to be you know, taken for granted because I take myself for granted. Uh, it relieves a lot of the pressure of life. They can over-adjust themselves to others that they have a hard time ever registering their own desires or asserting themselves or understanding and asserting their own agendas in life. They don't want their comfort to be affected by other people. And they defend themselves against being changed by others. So they don't try to change others, because they don't want to be changed themselves. They maintain a sense of calm and, a, and connectedness to the outside, um, which diminishes an awareness of what's going on on the inside. So they're very aware of what you want, and they're trying to give you what you want, but what they lose sight of is what they want. They don't know what they want. They don't think about what they want. And this is how nines get lost, is they don't show up fully to life because they're trying to be so agreeable and trying to be so um, willing to get along that they lose their own identity, in a sense, um, in that process. So by accommodating to others and avoiding conflict in order to achieve comfort, they become somewhat deaf to their own inner voice, to their own inner desires. And they got to learn to wake up. you got to learn to wake up. Um, to yourself. I know you're afraid. If I wake up and I say out loud what I want to do, and I write my priorities down, and I set down some goals and set those goals down, then that could upset the equilibrium in my relationships. That could make people mad. That could make people feel like I'm rejecting them. They could reject me. It could cause all kinds of strife. Is it going to be worth it? Think about that. Is it worth it for you to To say out loud what it is you want to accomplish in life? Is it worth it for you to show up fully at life? These are the things that maybe you've been avoiding in life. Um, You wake up one day and you realize you've only kind of been living half a life. Um, The dominoes of every day are falling. You know, the time is running out. And this is the inherent danger of I mean everybody loves you as a 9. You're so easy to get along with. Your 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 whole personality is built around being not being a problem. And that's why people are drawn to you. Remember, everybody applauds us for the things that are destroying us. That's what the Enneagram teaches us. The things that 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 ruin our lives are what people applaud. And 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 it's true. Like with with twos, they're selfless giving. With the threes, they're over accomplishing. Their fours, they need to an ability to differentiate and be different. The things that that are applauded are the things that are destroying you. So, what I mean by that is for the nine, is you're working so hard at being agreeable and patient and easygoing, that you can lose your identity in that? What do you want in life? What do you want to accomplish in life? What will you say no to? You know that old song, you got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything? What is it you stand for? What what would you never do? Are you able to, to come up with a list of what it is you you are passionate about? you know let me put it like this that makes you special see nines don't think of themselves as special from a nine's perspective everybody else is special but not me but what is it that makes you special what makes you special is what makes you stand out and different your values your priorities and that's what nines sometimes go to sleep to their own priorities in life so focused on getting along and not being a problem that you lose yourself in the process. And then here's the danger, guys. One day you're going to wake up. And maybe by then you'll be an old person. And you'll realize, you know, I just kind of went through every day sort of like a zombie, half alive, not really awake to what I wanted to accomplish or that I needed to accomplish in life. Okay, so inertia can be a very positive thing for nines. The enemy of the nine is gravity. Gravity. It just pulls you. It's that quicksand I was talking about. Gravity just holds you back. It just keeps you from taking the step forward. I don't want to be a problem. I don't want to cause problems. I don't want to. So you just lay low and diminish yourself. But why should you be any more diminished than anybody else? What makes you not worth listening to? Why should we not hear what you think? Maybe you have the right answer, but are you going to speak up and share that answer or share that agenda or share that need or that desire? Probably not. Not unless you start working through your own unhealth. You have something to say. You have some contribution to make. And we need to hear what it is. And just getting along with everybody is not the goal in life. It may become your goal, but it's not the goal you should have. You should have a greater goal for your life than just do what it takes to minimize myself, to get along and not be a problem. You have more to offer than that. And you need to get in touch with what it is that you have to offer and then offer that. And yes, you're going to upset some people along the way, and there's going to be there's going to, there may be conflict as a result of it. But conflict isn't always bad. Lots of good things can happen as a result of conflict. Conflict is not the the greatest thing to be feared. The greatest thing to be feared is to never wake up to what you're supposed to be doing in life. Okay, so nines resist allowing themselves to be upset. Nines resist allowing themselves to feel pressure. They want to not be pressured by anybody on any side. Um, So they can become extremely passive, extremely compliant, extremely complacent, and even to the point of being unresponsive. To tuning out and zoning out and really going to sleep. I've got some good friends that are nines. I've got a daughter that's a nine. And one of the things that nines tell me that I just can't even understand as a seven is that they have within them sort of like an empty box where they can just mentally go when things are unpleasant or when things are boring or when things are tedious. When things are boring for me as a seven, I start to, I start to get energy. Like, come on, let's go do something. And I start looking for ways to distract myself away from the boredom. That's my unhealth, okay? But the nines on health is that when there's tension or when, they're, when conversations in the meeting or talking about things that don't involve them, they can just kind of zone out. I mean, even at dinner, even at dinner, they'll tell me, even at dinner, like out at the restaurant with family, they can just zone out into an empty box and just be completely checked out. They hear people talking, but they don't hear the words that are being said. They're just... They're conscious but unconscious. And then they'll come back in after 5 minutes or 10 minutes or sometimes longer and say, Yep, everybody's still talking. So, zone back out. Empty box. Um, A box of nothing. There we go. Uh, So nines could be physically alive and geographically present while being completely unavailable they're not here they're not there Um, the sin of the nine is sloth or laziness and I think it's not like I've seen nines that are incredible workers so it's not that they, they don't like to work it's just more in the sense of the sloth of whatever is in front of me is worth doing I don't want to prioritize and insert my will and assert my will to say these projects are worth doing and those projects can be put on hold. That could seem like kind of aggressive to a nine. And so that sloth of just whatever is in front of me, whatever, you know, is... I'm facing, then that's what I'm gonna be working on. And it could be a crossword puzzle. You may have a stack of paperwork that needs to get done at work, but you'll focus on finishing a crossword puzzle, or you'll focus on finishing a puzzle on your dining room table, or you'll focus on, you know, finishing that television episode, you know, because that's what I'm doing right now. And so this takes priority over the actual jobs that need to get done. That sense of sloth, of being comfortable with nothing. Sweatpants, TV show, your favorite sandwich, um, you know, your favorite Dr. Pepper, whatever your drink is. And I'm more than content with just a day off and not doing anything. I know as a seven, I get nervous when we're not doing anything, but nines, that's what you enjoy, is not doing anything. You can literally just do nothing and uh, and be fine with that. And that's great on your time down, uh, but when you're doing that, when you need to be accomplishing goals, that's when sloth can, can rule your life and become your sin. So, um, that apathy that comes from sloth. Now, if ones live with an inner critic in their minds, always telling them they're not measuring up, they could have done better, they could have Started sooner and tried harder Sixes you know have an inner wolf pack Sixes their sin is fear One sin is anger sixes sin is fear Sixes are like they always have this wolf pack that's about to get them so they have to be prepared They have to take caution They have lots of anxiety issues because this wolf pack is chasing them down when nines Uh, start to become unhealthy they can kind of hear that wolf pack we'll talk more about that in a second they start to hear the drum beats of the you know the the wolf pack chasing them ones have an inner critic sixes have an inner wolf pack nines have an inner sanctum or an inner sanctuary where they're at peace and uh, where nothing is allowed to come in and disrupt that peace And if you disrupt that peace, guess what? That's when you'll see the anger type come out in a nine. What makes nines angry is when you push on them and push on them and push on them. When you start poking at them and you start telling them what to do and you're relentless about it. At first they'll be agreeable and they'll go along. But that continued push on them into their inner sanctum. That disruption on them is what eventually like a dormant volcano will erupt and they will lose it and they it will scare them because they didn't know it was there all right so the eight think of the eight is like the geysers they go off every 15 minutes all this heat and steam but there may not be a lot of of uh, actual There's a lot of energy, okay, and there's a lot of steam, but there may not be a lot of lava in it. People are afraid of the eight because of all that steam and noise and energy, but they may not actually you know, hunt you down and get you. There's just sometimes a lot of steam and a lot of noise and a lot of excitement, right? And it's often, and it happens often. The one is more like the typical volcano that, you know, when it does erupt, real lava comes out of it, alright, and that anger comes out and that frustration and upset comes out, okay, but it doesn't go off near as often as the eights uh, geysers do, because ones are trying to be good, so they hold it all in longer. They're frustrated and they're angry and they're upset, but they have they do better at holding it in because it's not good to let it all out. They don't they look at the eight like, well, that person needs to control themselves. So they do, they control themselves. When it comes out, it comes out like lava, not just steamy geysers, but real lava. It's upset, it's anger, it's hurtful words, it's condemnation, it's criticism. The the nine sits right in the middle, is like the dormant volcano that nobody ever expects is going to erupt. And so what? People build a village around them, right? And then when they start building that village a little too close to be comfortable and they start infringing on the comfort of that nine, guess what happens? The nine, just like the one, can explode in rage and in anger and it can be devastating because nobody thought it was in there. Nobody saw it coming. Uh, it's a surprise to everybody and a surprise to the nine, and they're going to feel awful about it because you know that's not they they don't want to to for that to happen, but it can happen from time to time. So don't upset the inner sanctum of the nine. It's a place where they can go for sanctuary, but here's the danger of it. Everybody needs sanctuary, right? But sometimes they can go there to sort of like avoid life. There's where you get lost, avoiding life. Life isn't something to be avoided. I understand we all need a little break, a holiday, a vacation sometimes. And I wish some of us were better at having some inner sanctum. But living in the inner sanctum is not the same as living life, okay? So, let's see what else. They can be content with their oversized chair. They can be content with their familiar food, their special sandwich, the simple pleasures of life. That's what makes nines happy. Um, And the enemy, of course, is gravity. If you're married to a nine and you have a problem with them, let's say you have a disagreement of some kind, which they're going to do everything they can do to avoid, usually, um, or to minimize it. Um, if now if you have a nine wing eight they might be a little bit more geyserish than the nine wing one um, but if if you have a disagreement and a marriage problem or something with a nine here's what I want you to understand they are secretly hoping that you will work out this problem on your own without their help they don't want to get involved in it they don't want to be in the middle of conflict if there's some if there's something wrong in the marriage or in the home Understand, the Nine is secretly wishing and hoping that it will just go away. Because they don't want to be moved. They don't want to be challenged. They don't want to be changed. They're hoping that it will just take care of itself. It will just blow over. But we all know that sometimes problems don't just blow over. Sometimes they have to be addressed and dealt with. Um... Their anger shows up, okay, I already talked about that, as quiet stubbornness and an unwillingness to change. Um, Keeping the harmony in the group um, at the cost of pursuing the mission sometimes. All right, so peace and comfort. Peace and comfort are found in the routine uh, daily activities, uh, the routines of life. Um, They can tune out their problems. Rather than focusing on their goals for life, they're just kind of trying to get through today. Just trying to get through life. Um, they can uh, tune in so much to their routines and pleasure, their simple pleasures, that they can distract themselves from the internal deadness that they would feel if, if they got in touch with their own um, sense of themselves. Uh, but eating snacks... Watching reruns, hanging out with friends, playing video games, living vicariously through others, through their kids, through their kids' activities, can keep them that their own keep them from realizing that their own lives have kind of stalled out. Um, there is a part of them that does not want to admit to having um, priorities in life. Exercising your own will can cause quarrels and frustration with others. And so they kind of have a hazy daydreaming quality to them. Uh, They may have strong feelings about an issue, but their feelings don't always connect into meaningful action. So nines, they can think and feel in a dreamlike state that doesn't correspond to action, or they can do actions in a routine way separated from their thinking and feeling centers. Okay, I'm going to make videos about that later so that we can understand it better, how our thinking, action, and feeling centers relate to one another. But for the nine, they can do actions in routine way, or they can think and dream and feel over here, but it may not translate into action. So they may have a lot of ideas and dreams, but to move those into action seems like sometimes a huge, huge uh, roadblock for the nine. Um, nines love phrases therefore, like catchy little quotes like, "Oh, the Lord will work it out." The Lord will work it out. Or it's all in God's hands now. Or, you know what? I don't have to worry, God's got this. They love to repeat those kinds of phrases because in effect what they're saying is, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to take action. Um, God's got this. And it's great to have faith that God's got this. You know, a lot of us could learn from that. But that's not the same thing as, I like the idea when your boat's swamped with water, pray, but then also bail the water. Okay, you got to pray, but you also bail the water. They find a comfort in routines when they turn on their laptop, you know, they'll probably run through the same list every time of, I check this website, then I check that website, then I check my mail, and then I, you know. And so they'll go through the same operating routine every time because it's comfortable. Um in the same order every time, checking those websites in the same order. Telling a nine to come home by a different route from work could be very upsetting to the nine. If you said, hey, honey, I need you to go by the grocery store on your way home and find this product that you don't know where it's at, is almost an overwhelming thought to most nines because now they've got to go home by a different route so they have to engage the thinking center of their brain they can't just be in the routine action so first of all I've got this challenge of I gotta go to I gotta go home a different way remember to stop at the grocery store go looking for an item that I don't know where it is probably have to talk to one of the sales associates in order to find it this is overwhelming this is not Something that they want to, they they probably don't want to go on this mission. And they they might not do it. In stubbornness, they might not do it. And when they come home and you say, hey, did you pick up that item from that soy sauce from the grocery store? Oh, yeah. And you'll hear an excuse. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Or, well, I, I heard on the news that the traffic was, there was an accident there. And so you'll get some kind of lame story about why they didn't do it. There's the stubbornness of the nine. Some of you guys are getting caught today, and it's good for you to get caught. All right, um, so we talked about going to sleep to life, easy to get along with. I think of a quintessential example of a nine. Let's do some examples from current movies, TV shows, to give you a picture of what nine, nineness looks look like. I think one of the best examples of what a nine is, is Harry Potter. I mean, here's a guy that literally grows up, you know, an orphan. Unwanted. Or his family's dead. His parents are dead. So, he's, he's unwanted. He's in a home with family that rejects him. And, you know, he doesn't get birthdays. He doesn't get Christmas. He lives under the stairs with the cobwebs and the spiders. His, you know, his cousin or whatever it is has... Two bedrooms, and Harry has none. And he just wants to get through life. He doesn't intend to be a problem. But but if you think about that story, all throughout those movies or those books, life is happening to Harry. Life is pushing him when he doesn't want to be pushed. Um, the nine, I think, feels like that. That life is something that happens to you. Life moves you even if you don't want to be moved. And so the best thing you can do is minimize yourself, live under the stairs, and just accept things the way they are, and lower your expectations, and you'll be okay. Luke Skywalker, I think, is a nine, who just is out there on whatever planet he's from, and he finds that there's this galactic battle going on, and he needs to get involved in it. And he at first resists it and says, I can't. I've got to plow the fields. I've got to work the farm. I, who am I? There's the nine. Who am I? What difference could I make? I'm nobody. There's plenty of people more talented, more gifted, more close to the fight than I am. I'm nothing. That's the nine, okay? That sense of why would anybody pick me? How could I be a wizard? How could I ever be a Jedi, okay? Um, Jerry Gergich from Parks and Recreation. Gary Jerry. Whatever name you want to call me is fine. He'll answer to it, right? Doesn't want to cause problems. Uh, Toby Flinderson from The Office, uh, I think is a nine. Winnie the Pooh is a nine. He's literally just kind of going about his day, hoping to find honey. Not causing problems. Not being a problem, just trying to find honey for today. Okay, simple pleasures. Bob Ross, the painter, you know, with the happy trees. Bob Ross. um, A lot of singers are nines. A lot of the uh, the vocal standard singers like Tony Bennett, Perry Como, Bing Crosby, Andy Williams. Some of the things I saw said Dean Martin is also a nine. I kind of think Dean Martin might be a seven, but i'm open to it jack johnson you know banana pancakes you know Um, john denver is a nine think about john denver and contrast him with somebody like say jewel all right jewel who sings these foolish games are breaking my heart and tearing me apart you hear the angst in that the longing the the who am i and my identity and And searching for this desperate this desperation searching for real love and and then think of John Denver he's literally writing songs like Bob Ross painting pictures of trees and rivers and and happy streams and happy you know snow scenes John Denver's writing songs about what trees and rocks and mountains and old guitars and flying on airplanes and back home again and being a country boy. It's the simple pleasures of life. It's sitting up on a mountain and smoking marijuana with your friends. What could you ask for more than just, you know, uh, getting high with your friends uh, under a starry sky? That's nine stuff, all right? Um, Kevin Spacey, again, I'm not saying all nines are drug addicts. Um, No, I'm not saying that. Kevin Spacey, John Candy, a lot of funny people. Are nines. John Candy, Jeff Daniels, think Dumb and Dumber, okay. Lloyd, a seven. Jim Carrey and Harry, a nine. Okay. Think about like uh, in Home and Home Alone, the angry eight, Joe Pesci, Marv and Harry. I think Harry was the eight, the angry one, and Marv the nine. Who goes along with him? You know, his best idea is we're the Sticky Bandits. We're the Wet Bandits. You know, there's his, there's his identity. There's his name. Sticky Bandits, Wet Bandits. Going along with, you know, the eight. Or in, uh, you know, Dumb and Dumber. I'll drive the, uh, the big dog car, you know, and uh, Lloyd, who says, we're gonna go to Colorado. We're gonna go do this. We're, the assertive eight, the assertive seven, and the nine goes along with them, okay? Will Farrell is a nine. Most of his movies are about what's happening to him and how he's just trying to manage the situation. Ray Romano is a nine. Um, Kevin James is a nine. Think of Doug and Carrie, okay. Think of Ray and Deborah, and everybody loves Raymond. Deborah's a two. Raymond's a nine, okay? And Raymond's stuck between his family. His dad is an eight. His mom is a two three three two somewhere in there, probably a 2-3. Deborah's probably a 2-1. And Ray's stuck between one powerful force, his wife, and the other powerful force, his parents. And he's trying to moderate that situation. That's what the show's about. Or think of Kevin James in, in King of Queens. His wife, a powerful eight, Carrie, his crazy father-in-law, who's a four, um, Arthur and Doug pretty much doesn't want to wants to be unchanged, wants to wear sweatpants, doesn't want to be a manager, wants to drive his truck, finds peace and comfort in the simple things, a sandwich and go into the bar and getting a drink with his friends. Okay? Watch the show from that perspective. Uh, John Goodman with Roseanne and eight, okay. Kevin Costner matt damon alec guinness james earl jones woody harrelson jimmy stewart Uh, i haven't seen this but i think probably andy griffith is a nine clint eastwood is a good example of a nine he looks like an eight but he's not an eight clint eastwood think about this the cowboy movies from the 60s right what's his name he's the cowboy with no name why because for a nine who i am is not important he doesn't even have a name what does he do? He goes into a little town, tries to be unnoticed, finds this bad guy is fighting with that bad guy, and it's ruining life for the villagers, and so he tries to ignore it. He just goes in for a shave. He just goes in for a drink, gets caught up in the middle of a conflict, and the 9-8, which is what Clint Eastwood is, is the referee, called the referee, gets caught up in a conflict that he has to settle, shoots the bad guys, and then what? Rides out of town, wants to be left alone, wants to leave others alone, and the only time he's moved to action is when he's forced into action. And then he blows up like a dormant volcano, kills off the bad guys, and then leaves. Okay, Clint Eastwood, good example of what it looks like to be a 9 wing 8. Gary Sinise, Morgan Freeman, Audrey Hepburn, Grace Kelly, Dwight Eisenhower, Gerald Ford, Abraham Lincoln, the list goes on and on and on, Um, Gandhi, Norman Rockwell, and here's another cool one, Walt Disney, the 9 wing 1. So the 9 wing 8 is called the referee, the 9 wing 1 is called the dreamer. Okay. Walt Disney, Norman Rockwell And I'll tell you another great example of, of a 9 Wing 1 Mr. Rogers Mr. Rogers is a 9 Now think about this guys Mr. Rogers had a very simple message Throughout the decades That his TV show was on What was that message? You are special You are special There's nobody in the world like you That's his message You are special. But if you were to sit down with Fred Rogers in an interview and ask him, Mr. Rogers, are you special? My guess is he would probably say, oh, no, 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 there's nothing about me that's special. I'm just an ordinary guy. Just blessed to do such a a work, you know. See, you're special. The nine doesn't think of themselves that they are special. Remember the song that he used to sing? It's such a good feeling. To know you're alive. It's up, such a happy feeling that you're growing inside. See, nines, we, we all tend to not only look at the world from our own perspective, but then prescribe, prescribe that world to others. In other words, twos think everybody should be nice. Ones think not only should they be good, but everybody ought to do the right thing, right? Nines, look at what he says. It's such a good feeling to know you're alive. You know what the problem is for a nine? Sometimes they don't know they're alive. They're so agreeable to everyone else that they take themselves out of the picture. So the question I would have for Mr. Rogers, the question I would have for all of the nines out there is are you? Are you alive? Let's meet you. How about you show up and voice your opinion? Oh, that'll that'll make people upset. It might. But maybe some of the people that are around you that you've been friends with aren't really your friends. They're friends with you because you're so daggone likable and agreeable. But if you actually voiced up what your opinion was, what your ideas were, what your thoughts and plans and dreams were, you might find that those people that you call your friends are not really, they don't even care about you. Maybe that's, at the end of the day, what could be hard to face. And you know what the other thing is, too, is if you really tap down deep inside, you may find a scary thing for you is you don't really care about them either. You just want to be left alone. You just want to be not messed with. You may not even care about them. I've, I've known nines that when they really think about it, they don't even like the person they're married to. But what they like is the energy that person brings into their life. So maybe they're married to an eight, or maybe they're married to a three, or maybe they're married to a one, and the person drives them nuts. But they can't imagine not being with them because they feed off of the energy of that other person. They feed off of that seven. Just like in Home Alone and in Dumb and Dumber, the nine feeds off the energy of the eight or feeds off the energy of the seven, you may find that really what your relationships are about is you're just feeding off the energy of the people around you, but when you really stop and think about it and say, are these people good for me? You know, is Sarah being a good friend to me? You may find, I don't even like Sarah. I need to cut ties with Sarah. Sarah is bringing me down, but I can't imagine not being in a relationship with with Sarah. So you just keep going along with people that are not good for you, maybe not good for you, but you don't take the time to assess and insert and assert your will and say, you know what? I deserve better friends than this. I deserve to be treated better than this. People ought to hear what I think. And if they don't like it, you know, that's okay. They can go in their own direction. I can go in mine. Okay. So, let's see. Let me say it like this. You're a very well-mannered, think of Mr. Rogers. Well-mannered, mild-mannered, at peace, Here's the the thing that maybe you don't think about, though, as a nine. To what expense to yourself are are you being that mild-mannered? In other words, what is it costing you to suppress your frustrations and desires so much in life in order to be that mild-mannered? To what expense is it to you? In other words, it's costing you something to be that darn likable. It's costing you something to be that agreeable it's it's taking its toll on you and it can show up in all kinds of ways ulcers panic attacks disorders eating disorders it can take its toll on you Um, this living in the background this living under the stairs um, can take a lot of expense of energy from you that you may not even be conscious of and this is why I think sometimes nines can literally go to sleep during a show, during a movie, sitting on the couch, in conversation with people, they can check out, they can blank out, zone out and actually physically go to sleep. Why? Cuz they have no sense of how exhausting it is. They have no awareness of how exhausting it is to be this likable, this agreeable and what a toll it's taking on your personality, what a toll your personality is taking on your personhood. There we go. Man, that's good stuff. I hope you nines know I'm trying to be your friend. I can see from my own perspective, by reading, studying, living with nines, talking with nines, I can see from a different perspective what this is doing to you. And I hope you take this as a friend. I don't want to ruin your life. I'm not trying to intrude on your life or impose on your life. I just want to be a voice That connects with your own inner voice and says what do you want in life if you were to wake up and you were to show up fully what would you be doing right now would you be doing what you're doing would you be working the job you're working would you be in the friendships that you're in to take us take a second and really think about it engage your thought and feeler thoughts and feelings and then decide maybe some new actions need to happen in life get out of the routine get out of the quicksand for a minute Okay, so we talked about the 9-8, the referee. Think about that, guys, a referee. Referees aren't players. Let that sink in for a second. Referees are in the game, but they're not players. Harry Potter's a referee. He's quiet, he's mild-mannered until somebody's picking on somebody, and then he intervenes, and he gets in the middle of it, and he tries to settle it. And he uses his powers to settle it. And then he goes back to the background again. Referees aren't players. They're observers. Just let that sink in for a second. This is the whole problem right here. Are you an observer to life or are you a player on the field in life? Think about that, okay? The 9-3 is the dreamer. Dreamers also, guess what, aren't players. They're not awake. They're asleep. That's why they're dreaming. Okay? let it sink in unhealthy withdrawn nines will disintegrate into compliant scared anxious driven sixes let's do it the other way let's talk about the threes in health withdrawn nines become like assertive threes so the average mild-mannered withdrawn nine says you know what I've got a vision to accomplish something. So, like think Walt Disney, think Mr. Rogers, okay? They have a dream to accomplish something and then they go and do it. They're, they're, they throw the line out and hit a target and then that's the goal. And then they move toward the goal. That's what nines look like when they're healthy. They look like threes, they look like achievers. Think about that. Within every nine is a sleepy three that if woken up would what? Would prioritize what they want to accomplish in life catch a vision and a dream Throw out a gauntlet and say this is what I want to accomplish and then go and do it That's within you as a nine and the cool thing is is if you wake up to that You will do it in such a better way than a three does it a three can't go to sleep at night because their goals keep them awake The cool thing about being a nine is you can tap into that Drivenness and then go home and relax and go to bed and not stay up all night worried about whether or not you're you're a person of worth or value or worried about whether or not people are trying to subvert your goals you can literally go home and just relax and leave work at work what a great thing but when threes are when nines are unhealthy you know what they start hearing the the beating of the drums that the six hears they start hearing the warning beating beat out drums beat out they hear the wolf pack in other words They've sat around so long that now the papers do and the anxiety starts to creep up and they're worried about they're going to lose their relationships and they're worried about offending people and they're worried about losing their job. And now they're moved to action, but not because it's a goal, but because of fear like a six. Okay, in the same way, a six can be moved to action because of fear. And you can just put your you know, thumb on your pulse and decide for yourself, how healthy am I? Do I move to action? When I move to action as a nine, am I moving to action because it's a goal I've set for myself and I'm trying to accomplish something great? Or am I moved to action because I ran out of options, I ran out of time, and now it's this, it's do or die? Then you know you're living in unhealth as, as a nine. You start to feel that anxiety of sixes. As children, nines tried to keep a low profile in their family by not asserting themselves. They just decided for the happiness of the family, it's better if I just not noticed. What a sad thing. It's better if I disappear. And what the kind of the operating system they have is if I'm a low maintenance child and I stay out of the way, then my family could stay together. Okay. The basic fear is a fear of the, of separation or a, a fragmentation, that everything's going to break apart. The family's going to break apart, my stability's going to break apart, and so that fear keeps you from being a problem. Don't be a problem because you'll break everything apart. So the basic desire for the nine is to have inner stability and peace of mind and wholeness So that's what their personality is geared to try to accomplish. The message that they tell themselves is, I'm good and okay as long as everybody around me is good and okay. So I've got to work hard to try to keep everybody good and okay. The way to be happy is to keep everybody else happy and not be a problem. Avoid conflict and preserve things the way they are. Don't allow anybody to upset my equilibrium and don't upset others' equilibrium and then they try to defend that everything is okay in the world, this view that everything is okay in the world. The basic thing they're saying about themselves is, I'm a peaceful, easygoing person, but the hidden complaint is, I would be much more peaceful and easygoing if people would stop bothering me, as if everybody would quit pressuring me to change. So their tactic is to avoid conflict by not asserting themselves, or making their desires known, or taking a strong position by being direct with people, this all feels like aggression to them. They don't want to disrupt or destroy the harmony that exists, and so this simmering anger sort of goes unnoticed beneath the surface. Um, And they simply just become unselfconscious, unaware of themselves, and mistakenly think their presence doesn't matter, And their engagement in life doesn't matter and their input doesn't matter and that they themselves don't matter and they operate under that assumption i'm nobody special and what i have to say and what i have to do is not really important and if you're in a relationship with a nine let me tell you a never ever behavior never talk over a nine which guess what we all do talk over nines because if you talk over a nine you've just solidified that lie in their head that what they have to say isn't important and they will just look down and they will let you talk over them and they will lose what it is they were going to say and they'll just say to themselves i knew what i had to say wasn't important so if you're in a relationship with a nine you can decide real quick am i being a good partner for this nine then quit talking over them listen to what they have to say try to draw out their desires from them in other words, say, where do you want to eat tonight for dinner? The nine will say, I don't care, doesn't matter to me, whatever you want. So then what you do is give them back two suggestions and say, well, would you rather eat at would you rather eat at Taco Bell or at McDonald's? And then wait and let them think about it. Because what you're forcing them to do is prioritize to get in touch with their own inner voice, think about it what is their preference and then force them to say it out loud and then support it and say taco bell sounds great let's go to taco bell it's like a muscle that you're getting them to work what do you want i'll go along with you because that's what they want to do they want to go along with your agenda so you try to find out what their agenda is and then go along with it never talk over a nine If you live with a nine, you know how funny this is because we do, we do talk over, just like we take a two for granted, never take a two for granted, never tell a one that they're wrong and criticize them, never try to control a seven, okay, never talk over a nine. All right, we've got to wrap this up. I'm going over my time I want to go to. Um, So let's just talk about uh, steps to healing, one to 10. We'll keep these. I'll say these as fast as I can. If, if you're a nine, what's, what do you do? What's your steps to healing? How do you wake up to yourself? Number one, stop just going along with others to keep the peace. Try to get in touch with what you want. Um, it's impossible to really be loved by people if, if they don't really know you because you won't let them know you because you think you don't matter. Number two, exert yourself and force yourself to pay attention to what's going on in life. Don't go to sleep to life. Recognize when you're zoning out and then bring your attention back to what's happening in front of you. Number three, recognize your anger for what it is and your anxiety for what it is um, and allow yourself to become more aware of your own feelings. Number four, honestly examine how you've contributed to the problems you have in your relationships by zoning out to them. Uh, by trying to sacrifice your piece of by sacrificing your will to keep things okay, has caused maybe an underlying frustration within you toward the people in your relationships. Number five, exercise more frequently. Get in touch with your body. Get in touch with your your uh, your emotions. Um, walking every day would be a good exercise uh, for you. Try to get in touch with how you're feeling because that's one of the things you shut down is your feelings. Try to get in touch with your feelings and how you're feeling about life. Exercise can help do that. Number six, repressing your feelings instead of dealing with them is almost a sure way to have aches and pains and sickness in your life. Migraines, panic attacks, nausea, backaches, all these things could be the result of you forcing down all of these feelings and just ignoring them. Number seven, don't start using drugs or alcohol to tranquilize yourself. Okay, Tranquilizing yourself is not the direction you need to go in. Waking yourself up is the direction you need to go in. Number eight, recognize that you may come to the end of your life and realize that you've never lived. So accept the magnitude of what it means to be alive, to tap into your own goals, to tap into your own dreams, to tap in your own uh, uh, desires in life. Number nine, trust yourself to ventilate your anger with your friends, your spouse, Say, are these relationships stable enough that I could be real and speak up? Okay, and then test that and do it. And sometimes it may cause conflict, but conflict isn't the end of the world. Um, it's worth it to vocalize your own views, your own opinions. Trust your marriage, the strength of your friendship. And if your friends can't handle you speaking the truth, then maybe they're not really your friends. Number 10, one of the greatest assets you have is your receptivity to people. Others feel calm and safe uh, around you, but they will love you and seek you out even more if they feel you understand them and are attentive to their needs. So listen to people carefully. Get to know know them, yes, but let them know who you really are. Um, If you just merge with everybody, then you're no longer a distinct person. You can't keep peace between yourself and others because for all practical purposes, you agree with everybody. So be yourself, know yourself, be yourself, be your own identity, and let people realize what a great person is inside there. All right, guys, thank you guys. As always, like, comment, and subscribe. Be present to life. For nines, that means showing up and being you, not some version of you that's easy to get along with. But let your voice, let your desires, let your uh, will be made known um, and uh, show up fully to life. See you guys in blessings.